Hey, I'm Leslie Myrick, and this is Bust Out of Boring, a weekly podcast to help high-achieving moms bust out of boring homes without stress and overwhelm. I'm an interior designer based in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and I work with clients all over the U.S. and Canada. I know your home matters to you, and you want it to be a safe space to rest and recharge with your family. But in between board meetings, church commitments, travel, yoga classes, and cheering on your kids from the sidelines, there really isn't time left to decorate your home and keep your sanity. You know how to prioritize your life and work, and your home is dropping lower and lower down your priority list, and avoiding it is only stressing you out. I can help. Let's bust out of boring. Hey everyone, Leslie Myrick here. Welcome to Bust Out of Boring, episode 134, five tips for styling your family room. And when I say family room, I mean family as in there are tiny humans <laughs> in that room using it. In fact, I have tiny humans upstairs right now that are supposed to be quiet, but I can definitely hear them. So apologies if you hear any weird background noise today. Such is the life of a work from home parent when there are holidays and sick days in your life. Anyway, let's talk about a family room because I really think this is a space that often parents put off decorating until the kids are older. You know, once they're not spilling on the couch, we'll get a new sofa. Once they're not jumping on the furniture, we'll invest in new pieces. And I really think you can have a beautiful family room now if you're thoughtful and intentional about what you purchase, how you use it in the room, and how you style and accessorize so that the room still feels like a grown-up space after your kids go to bed. So let's talk about styling a family room. Here's a few things that I do to help it feel like a grown-up space, even though my kids are also using it. First tip, when you're accessorizing, choose accessories at least as big as your head. I've talked about this ad nauseum, I know, but it's that important. Stop with the small tchotchkes and shelf filler. Look for big, chunky, hardcover books, bowls, vases, boxes, things that are, you know, around the size of your melon. You don't have to be so literal here, but you get the idea. No teeny tiny figurines on the shelf. Larger, more impactful pieces look more current, look more designer-ish. You have to buy fewer of them and they just keep things looking fresher and simpler and you can have rich styling and beautiful accessories without it feeling sort of overdone and cluttery, which drives me bananas. The second tip when styling a family room is that clothes storage is your friend. You know me, I am on team clothes storage all the way. Put doors on, put your crap behind those doors and move on with your life. So when it comes to styling a room, it is just as much about what you choose to showcase as what you don't choose to showcase. So what is going to be out on display? What is going to be visible, accessible, enjoyable? And what's going to be behind cabinet and cupboard doors? Personally, kids' toys, media equipment, games, those things are all behind doors when Ever possible. And that leaves coffee tables clear. It leaves shelves for display for beautiful family photos and mementos and things that are important. And the more utilitarian things can go into cupboards and come out when needed. The third tip when you're styling a living room is to leave room to grow. Your home is a container and you can only fit so much in a container. If you are 
packed to the gills in your living room, if your cupboards and shelves are bursting, if your coffee table's got crap all over it, it's time to declutter or move to a bigger home. I'm guessing decluttering is probably the easier and faster solution here. So declutter, get some free space, have breathing room on your bookshelves. Maybe you've got a bookshelf or a built-in. Things don't have to be jam-packed on there. Leave breathing room around the things you have on display. Have room in the cupboards to grow, to add a couple new baskets for kids' toys. If they've outgrown things, get them out of there, sell them, donate them, give them away in a buy nothing group, whatever makes sense to you. But just remember your home Each room is a container. If things are overstuffed, overpacked, it is time to let some things go so you can actually enjoy your room instead of tripping over crap all the time. Fourth tip for styling a family room and really for styling any room is to introduce something natural. Organic elements really soften things and bring a more relaxed feel to to hard lines, to furniture, to walls, to architecture. I love potted plants, floral arrangements. I love natural things like antlers, branches. You can go find stuff in your backyard. Just put something that has not been, you know, mutilated by man into some rough shape, but go get something that is just natural and easy and soft. Greens and browns always look nice to bring that natural element. And I have to say, fake plants, totally fine. I have one real plant in my entire home and everything else is fake because I'm too busy keeping children alive to worry about watering my plants. If you're looking for decent looking fake plants, I found some really good ones at West Elm and World Market. There's plenty of good fakes out there. Just look carefully because some of them look terrible and cheap, but you can find some good fake plants to bring that natural look without all the work of actually having real greenery and real plants in your home. And the last tip for styling your family room, tip number five, use a soft, squishy area rug. Listen, your kids are probably playing on the floor, so make it a cozy, welcoming space. Look for a plush shag rug, maybe a good quality wool rug, something that feels good underfoot, and you know, you wouldn't mind having kids crawling around on. I also love layering rugs. Layering a sheepskin, a really soft plush sheepskin over another rug can not only add a really beautiful styling element, but it's a great texture. It feels good. It's cozy underfoot. And here's another tip. With your rug, if it's not feeling squishy, comfy enough, the right rug pad can actually make all the difference. You don't just have to get the $20 rubber grippy thing from Amazon that I've ordered a million times. There are far better quality rug pads out there that will still grip and hold the rug in place, but are a little thicker and have some plush and some give to them. So it can actually make a stiffer, firmer rug feel softer and more comfortable. So there you go. You can have a family room you actually really love, even with kids at home and even with all their stuff. You just got to make sure you're looking for accessories at least as big as your head, hide things behind closed doors, leave room to grow. And if you don't have that room to grow, it's time to seriously think about decluttering and letting some things go. Introduce something natural. Fake natural is fine. And use a soft area rug so that the space just feels really welcoming to all your physical senses. I have a styling secrets cheat sheet you might like. I will link that in the description. 
And there's a recent blog post too that might be helpful. And it's all about how to maximize storage space in your home. If you're struggling with making room for things and having your spaces feel like you have some breathing room, like they feel finished, like they feel beautiful, this is going to be a helpful resource. I will link all of those in the descriptions. Have a great week, guys. And I'll be back next Monday with more Bust Out of Boring. You are awesome. Thank you so much for sharing part of your busy day with me. If you're digging Bust Out of Boring, please subscribe and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts. I so appreciate you taking the time to share Bust Out of Boring with other ambitious, professional, and high-achieving mamas like you. If you want more help busting out of your boring home, you can grab my free interior design budget guide, kitchen design checklist, and more at lesliemeyerick.com. While you're there, you can also find out how to work one-on-one with me for your design project. See you next Monday.